From the rugged desert outside Yuma, Arizona, this is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Welcome to Outpost Outspoken. I'm your host for this segment, Anna Henderson. Yuma Proving Ground is home to Yuma Test Center, which tests equipment that goes into the hands of the warfighter. Ashley Loqueto, a test officer with the Munitions and Weapons Division, and the 2021 Yuma Test Center Employee of the Year joins me. Congratulations on the honor. What was your reaction? Thank you. Oh, honestly, I was just a little beside myself. I'd get to work with so many great people, but I don't do the the work myself. I work with a great team, so it's all teamwork based. I appreciate the honor and getting to represent all the team I work with, so it was just surprising. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you can win Employee of the Year based on your personality because you have such a bright, warm personality. Now, you're a mechanical engineer specializing in explosive engineering. What led you to this career field? I grew up in a medical family, so it was always, you're going to college, but it was very much like, hey, be a doctor, and I decided, no, I'll help maybe save people from bombs and IEDs and stuff like that. So I was all about learning about explosives from a real young age. Um, I went to New Mexico Tech and they were more interested in, you know, teaching me how to reverse engineer IEDs and shoot weapons and that sort of thing. So it was far more technical on this side of the the realm rather than focusing on how people get hurt. What was your first job out of college? Because I know that you have an interesting road that led you to YPG. So I graduated college um, and I had always worked with schools, high schools, elementary schools, that sort of thing in New Mexico for STEM outreach. And so I got to interview and have the opportunity to work for Lego Technologies. So I got to teach engineering concepts with Legos, both the Duplos for the younger kids and regular Legos for um, middle school and high school age kids in schools to teach them engineering concepts. So we'd make IED rollers and that sort of thing out of the Lego Mindstorms all the way down to just windmills with Duplos and teach kids how the wind blows the windmill and that it turns and that's different rotational forces and that sort of thing. So that was my very first job out of college and it was so much fun. That sounds like a dream job. It's yeah. one of those where they say like, you're not working if you're having fun or you'll never work a day in your life if you're having fun. That just sounds amazing. Yes. and such a great opportunity to work with children and bring them a better understanding of engineering. And so what led you to YPG from there? You can only play with your toys so long, right? Um, And it was a part-time job and and although great and amazing, um, I needed to do something with my degree and and hopefully have some insurance. (laughs) So um, I've always known about uh, YPG from school and what we've done there uh, at New Mexico Tech. So it was just kind of a natural fit to come look out here and see if I could come out here. And I got to interview um, and got to be on with tracks and then go government um, and shoot tanks and artillery. And that's like playing with Legos, but bigger. Right at a bigger scale. Explain more about what you do within the munitions and weapons division. I'm on the artillery one team with M&W and I've gotten to shoot everything from the Excalibur lot acceptance, which is just the same as anybody else. If you shoot your handgun, you wanna make sure your ammo works. We do the same thing on a larger scale. We want the soldiers to know that their ammunition works and it guides to the location we set it to go to and it works appropriately in velocities and pressures. So I've got to shoot that all the way to the far more experimental where we're shooting Excalibur that's guided by a laser off of a helicopter. Again, it's a big group of team work that we work on and and a big group of people that we work with to make it all happen. So it's been a fun ride and then I got to shoot uh, tanks before that and just all the fun. And you're just loving it. Yes, always. 
Um, you're continuing your education. You're working on your master's. Can you tell me about that? Yes, ma'am. I uh, have been given the opportunity by the Army, thankfully, uh, to attend the Naval Postgrad. It's through MPS and Monterey, but I'm doing it online. And I'm doing the Systems and Program Management Master's. So it's like a dual degree. And it's been challenging, but fun at the same time. Um, definitely more of a overall view of what the Army does and what the, the military and the DOD does not just the small perspective of a test officer, more of a programmatic view um, to be able to go, oh, this is how the funding works, this is how you budget for this, and not just my little section of it. And you're fairly young, so do you hope this takes you to a leadership position eventually? Oh, I hope, I mean, who doesn't, but I don't know that I wanna get out of the sandbox, you know? So um, getting to shoot is my dream job, but for sure, helping YPG and helping the Yuma proving grounds in general, all of our test centers, to be able to better us. Yeah, if I can do that, that's what I want to do. So aside from your day job and also continuing your education, you keep busy by helping do YPG STEM outreach. Tell me about what you enjoy about that. I've gotten to do so much with Paula and Iris and the rest of the team. Um, every year we've tried to do a STEM outreach day here locally where CASD and aviation and some of the other units uh, on post get to broadcast kind of to the high schoolers what we do and try to interest them in science and math and that sort of thing. But uh, we've recently got to do more of the GEMS, which is um, gains and engineering and mathematics um, and we're doing it again this year two weeks of it I'm so excited um, which is more geared toward the middle school age because ATEC is focused on trying to develop scientists and engineers and mathematicians at that age all the way up um, and and focus us to the future of our technologies and our education system and where we should hopefully be going so we are going to be able to present to them this year how to build a human lung with a plastic water bottle and squeeze it and you show the lungs are in, uh, you know, increasing in pressure and gaining that air in. But we get to show them you know, water balloon ballistics, we get to teach them how to make s'mores in a solar oven, all sorts of cool stuff, dissect frogs. So it's just another way to um, enhance our community, in my view, because the community is where what you make of it, right? And I think being a rural community, we need to definitely push science and engineering. We're a rural community that grows a lot of stuff. Agriculture is science like no other. And now that they're using a lot of sensors to do, you know, this is where this tractor is, this is what we're spraying on that field, let's bring it into that and show them, hey, we have sensors that go on airplanes and this is what we drop and these are, you know, censored rounds we shoot. It's just kind of linking the community to what they do and what we do and how to bring it all together. Well, if anybody can make a complicated subject like math and engineering and science exciting, it is definitely you because you just have that presence about yourself and the energy and I'm sure you really connect with the kids. Well, Ashley, lastly, what do you love about your job? I don't know how better to say it. I, I get to work with the best people. Truly, it's a family out here. It's teamwork and um, I couldn't do it without them. So this isn't my award. It's the YPG team award. Um, and, and it's just our mission and what we get to do for the soldiers and seeing soldiers be on the systems and go, wow, you guys get to do really cool stuff. And thank you for making sure we get good stuff. Thank you for your time and for the great work that you do. And congratulations again. Mm, thank you. And thank you very much for this opportunity. Welcome back to Outpost Outspoken. I'm your host for this segment, Brandon Mejia. Bobby Williamson has been a part of the YPG family long before she started working here over 30 years ago. Her last name, Williamson, carries long-standing roots within the military freefall school at the Proving Ground, dating back to 1958. Bobby, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. 
I want to know your first experience with the Proving Ground. My first experience was coming out here with my dad to look at it. He got transferred here from Fort Lee, Virginia as a paratrooper, and he was part of the first eight men who were trained to freefall. Before that, all paratroopers were jumping static line jumps, and the military wanted freefall. It was a great group of guys. They obviously had to have nerves of steel because they, the first ones to jump out of a plane and just keep falling for several thousand feet. They were jumping over 20,000 feet with football helmets on, jump boots, or in my dad's case, Converse All-Stars because he was six foot eight and wore a size 16 shoe. They didn't make jump boots that big yet. They went to junkyards to get altimeters and whatever else they could get for, they went all over uh, car junkyards, boat junkyards, every place they could to start collecting the equipment they needed because the military didn't have it yet. They've, they have come a long way. And to hear your dad being a part of, of this program for the first time, it kind of raise any concerns with you in the household, with your mom, I mean, and thinking, he's gonna be jumping out of planes. I don't think we realized what free fall, the high altitude, low opening jumps were. Um, we just knew he was jumping and jumping a lot, probably sometimes 10, 12, 15 times a day. They would jump, go pack their parachutes and come back and jump again, or had spares already done, somebody else packed them. Um, they were all riggers, so they were parachute packers as well as jumpers, and they just did it all the time. I got to go with him sometimes to work when I wasn't in school, and I got to hang out at the Phillips drop zone and watch and it was it was a blast it was just fun and what was the impact of these eight men on what would be today the military free they were the beginning of what these guys are doing after they were proficient and actually really very good they could land pretty much on a dime they had to learn accuracy where exactly they were going to land so a lot of practice a lot of practice um, that's why they jumped so many times. Then they started training other people in the military, specifically the Army from Fort Lee, Fort Bragg, and Fort Campbell. And they trained these guys, and this has, from that, just continuing, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and this is now the pre premier freefall school in the United States. Starting back in 1958, this is what has become of it. It must have been a successful program. Absolutely, and, and to carry his last name, how does that resonate with, with you and, and, and seeing the impact he had? I'm very proud of what Dad did, and, he, and all of these guys, because I knew every single one of these people and their families, and it was a great, great group of people. They, they were dedicated. They hung out together, they did, everything together. When you came out to YPG as a, as a seven-year-old, did you expect yourself to still be here today and have this story to share? No, of course not. <laughs> I, I'm, and now that I'm older, I'm like, why did we stay here? This is hottest place on earth. <laughs> but then dad decided to go ahead and retire. Jim Gillespie was head of the Air Test and Evaluation Command at the time. 
and he created a job for my dad as the first air test evaluation engineer who did not have a college degree, but he had all the experience, all the math education, everything but a college degree. My dad was the first one they did that for. It's, I think it's needless to say that YPG holds a special place in your heart and in your family. Very much so. It seems weird when I, before I came back to work out here, I didn't have the privilege of coming out here, but it was my home for seven years growing up. And it was just, it's just very straight. And like when I retire and I'm no longer here, I won't be able to just come on base anytime I feel like it. It's very strange feeling because this is like home and I'm very sentimental about it. When you look at what YPG is now and from how you've seen it progress over the years, how would you? Oh, it was tiny. I mean, main post is still basically the same, the Howard Cantonment area, but all of this out here on Walker and KFR, almost non-existent. Very few things were here then. And uh, I mean, this place has really blossomed and grown. I mean, it was still, they still had all the land that they have, but they just weren't doing anything with it at the time. And it has just gotten bigger and bigger as the time goes on. Going back to the Freefall School, when you, you, know, you are on base and you see those buses and all the, all the students coming in and, and how big it is now, I mean, how does that make you feel? Very proud. I know they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for my dad and these guys. And I, if I'm over anywhere around where I can watch, I'll, I, every time I stop and watch. How does that make you feel seeing all them fly in? It's great. It's, it's very um, satisfying to know that my dad had a humongous part in that. I mean, I know eventually somebody else would have done it, but my dad just happened to be on the first group of eight men that came out here to do it. And it's just, you feel it in your chest. Well, Bobby, thanks so much for being here today and sharing Bobby Joe Williams' story and impact at The Proving Ground. You're welcome. My pleasure. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the Army's busiest test center.